From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Friday, March 4th, 2022. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. The CDC yesterday released a new picture of COVID-19 in the United States. Andrew Kinsey explains. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention updated this map, showing which communities are low, medium, and high transmission. Green and yellow are low and medium, which indicate indoor masking is not required. The CDC says more than 90% of Americans live in either a green or yellow county. And here in Ohio, only 10 of the 88 counties are still red. I'm Andrew Kinsey. There are now fewer than 1,000 Ohioans in hospitals for treatment of symptoms related to COVID-19. Dave James reports. That number hit a peak of more than 6,700 on January 11th. Now it's 954, according to the state health department. 196 of them are in intensive care and 131 are on ventilators. The death count is continuing to rise. The state has reported 36,822, up more than 7,000 since the first of the year. Dave James, I went in news. Should training be required if you are going to carry a concealed weapon in the state of Ohio? Lacey Crisp spoke with a gun safety advocate who says a current bill is misguided. A bill passed in the state legislature would create a constitutional carry or you would be able to carry concealed without a permit. It's the non-training aspect of it. That is, I think, the, the killer for me. Jacqueline Kassemeyer's son was shot and killed. The shooter's stole dozens of guns. My son was an advocate. He had his license. He was a gun collector. I personally have never even shot a gun. But guess what? I'm going to learn how to shoot a gun because it's going to be the Wild Wild West. The governor has not said whether or not he'll sign the bill, but a spokesperson for Mike DeWine says the governor has always supported Second Amendment rights. In Columbus, Lacey Crisp. Ohio's Republican U.S. Senator Rob Portman is calling for the U.S. to ban all energy imports from Russia. More from Angela Ann. Portman is co-chair of the Senate Ukraine Caucus, and he joined a bipartisan group of senators to discuss the introduction of a measure to prohibit the importation of Russian crude oil, petroleum, petroleum products, liquefied natural gas, and coal. One way we can help the people of Ukraine more is to tighten the noose on the Putin economy. Last year, the U.S. imported an average of 670,000 barrels of oil and petroleum products per day from Russia. Angela Ann, ONA News. There is support from members of both parties to ban oil imports from Russia, but the White House has so far resisted making the move. A mother from the Cleveland suburb of Bedford Heights, accused of stabbing her five-year-old daughter to death last month, faced a judge yesterday. Russ Mitchell reports. Manoka Carneli pleaded not guilty to charges of murder and felonious assault in the death of Nigel Noel Holland. The child's father, Gregory Holland, was in court for Neely's arraignment. She should never see the daylight ever again. Ever. Somebody can do that to their own child. The investigators say Neely admitted to stabbing her daughter during a phone call with Holland, who then called 911. He was in the process of trying to gain custody of his daughter. Neely is being held on a $2 million bond. I'm Russ Mitchell. 
Yesterday marked 25 years since the beginning of the flood of March 1997, one of the deadliest weather events to ever impact the Ohio Valley. Meteorologist Mackenzie Bart has more with Julie Reed of the National Weather Service. The Ohio River rose over 20 feet in just 24 hours, resulting in hundreds of evacuations. Some places it stayed for a few weeks, other places it stayed above that flood stage for close to a month. When we think of severe weather, everybody thinks of tornadoes. So, but the, the, the bottom line floods kill more people in Ohio and all over the country. So it was particularly deadly because the ground is still kind of semi-frozen, saturated. The heaviest rainfall amounts were in southern Ohio, where 10 to 12 inches of rain fell in this event. I'm meteorologist Mackenzie Bart. Five Ohioans were among 24 people killed in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, and West Virginia. New information has come to light about a shooting at Mount Carmel St. Anne's Hospital in Columbus last year. Yolanda Harris has the latest. An autopsy report shows Miles Jackson was shot 20 times. This happened back in April. Body cam footage shows the standoff between 27-year-old Jackson, Columbus police, and hospital security. The struggle started when officers discovered Jackson had a concealed gun in his pants. The coroner listed Jackson's death as a homicide. The Franklin County prosecutor will determine if charges will be filed. I'm Yolanda Harris. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission has notified the owner of the Davis-Bessey nuclear power plant east of Toledo that it will receive increased oversight from the agency. Dave James has more. The NRC told Energy Harbor Nuclear Corporation that the backup diesel generator at the plant in Oak Harbor is being categorized as a low to moderate safety risk. The plant needs the generator to supply energy in the event of a power outage. The NRC had been investigating, stemming from problems during an inspection last year when the generator failed to start during tests. The increased oversight will continue until Energy Harbor takes sufficient action to prevent recurrence. Dave James, in News. And Ohio is pushing ahead with its broadband expansion. Tracy Townsend reports. One tool the state is using to keep costs low, the state is refusing, is reusing rather, what are called marks towers to hook up broadband. Those are those tall towers they already use for emergency broadcasts. Lieutenant Governor John Husted says by reusing infrastructure, the state can keep costs down for rural areas. I'm Tracy Townsend. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.